This is Winning the Game of Work, a podcast that helps you have the happy and successful career you've dreamed of. Because being smart and hardworking just aren't enough in today's competitive workplace. I'm your host, Terry McDougall, an experienced executive coach who will teach you all the right moves so you can win the game of work. Hey, everybody, it's Terry McDougall with another episode of Winning the Game of Work. And I just came across this sign the other day, and it said, you haven't come this far only to come this far. So that brings us to the topic for today's podcast. And it is a solo podcast today, so it's just me, your host, and I'm here to talk about coaching. So those of you who have listened to my podcast know that I'm an executive and career coach. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how coaching can serve as a catalyst for lasting change. Now, if you want to learn more about coaching, certainly you can reach out to me. But let's just think of this as something that's educational. And if it sounds like it's interesting, you can talk with me, but you can also talk with the many other talented and smart coaches who are out there in the world, if it sounds interesting. So I'm going to start with another quote. It's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one that is most responsive to change. So that's a quote by Leon Meganson. It's frustrating when you're trying to reach a goal and you fall short. It can feel confusing because you're working hard and you're using strategies and tactics that have worked for you in the past, but you're not getting the same results that maybe you did in the past. And when this happens, it's natural to look for an explanation. Sometimes a coworker may appear to be surpassing you due to an unfair advantage. Perhaps you feel like the cards must be stacked against you because you've tried everything, but nothing gets you across that goal line. So when this happens, you might even think that something is wrong with you. And often when I'm working with people in coaching, when they've been struggling with something for a long time, they do start thinking that they're defective. And let me just tell you, that's not helpful. (laughs) You have to really believe in yourself if you want to reach a goal. So any of these responses, they're natural and they're based on the idea that you're seeing the whole picture and that you understand how things in your workplace work. But as you know, I have a book that addresses this, Work's a Game. And if you're not winning, it's because you're not playing by the rules or your technique is off. So one thing that a coach can help with is help you see the whole playing field, help you understand maybe some moves that you can take in order to score some points and move towards your goal, whatever that might be. So before we get further into this, let's start with what is coaching? You know, a lot of people aren't really clear with what professional coaching outside of sports is. So the International Coach Federation defines coaching as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. That sounds good. The process focuses on the here and now rather than looking at the distant past or future. 
its purpose is to help clients learn in their own way rather than teaching them a particular method. So there are some common misperceptions about coaching. And because coaching within business is a relatively new phenomenon, the misperceptions abound. I'll address some of the most common objections that I've heard from people who want results that coaching can deliver, but are skeptical or a little afraid about whether it will work for them. So one of the things that people will say is, why should I pay for coaching? I get great advice for free. Well, without being too flip, free advice is worth every penny that you pay for it. And I'm only half kidding, really. No doubt you have wise friends and family, but it's very difficult to separate the interests of your friends and loved ones from your own desires. Often the advice that you get from those close to you is colored by their own biases, desires, and fears for you and for themselves. In contrast, a certified professional coach is not attached to their client's outcomes. Working with an objective third party frees you to explore all options and to listen to your deepest thoughts and desires. And sometimes it's really hard to even see that yourself, but a coach can sort of hold up the mirror and help you see things more clearly within context. This can be really difficult for family and friends to do, especially if your goals conflict with theirs. For example, I've worked with some people who wanted to look for another job, but that was triggering to their spouse because the spouse thought, hey, you've got a great job. We're safe because you've got this job, but maybe the job wasn't satisfying or even felt kind of toxic to that person. And they were willing to step out and look for something new, but their spouse wasn't in full support of that. So it's sort of hard to pursue a goal if your loved one is not on board with it. So it also can be hard to open up and share some of the things that you need to in order to get clarity to take action. And coaching is action oriented. It's about moving you towards your goals, not asking friends what they think you should do or venting over coffee so that you can just tolerate the status quo. The coach's role is really to help you discover what you really want and then to work with you to develop a plan to achieve that goal. So one of the other objections that people have is that I've got a mentor, so I don't really need a coach. Now, typically mentors are experienced people who have already accomplished what you aspire to do. Usually you find them at work or within your network. You meet with them occasionally, fill them in on what you're up to, and get advice on situations you're dealing with, which is great. There's a lot of similarities there with coaching, but it's not exactly the same thing. Mentors are typically not paid, and they're usually busy, meaning they don't always have time for you when you could use their counsel. They may have been there, done that, and typically they'll use their own experience as the roadmap for how to direct you on your journey. And that's great if you want to go where they've been, but sometimes your paths can diverge and they may not be able to advise you or they may even discourage you from something that you want to do because 
you know, for whatever reason, they don't think it's a good idea. But what happens when your journey takes that different turn or when your needs conflict with the availability or the opinion of your mentor? A coach will help you find your own path, will not give you advice, and will not be attached to the decision that you make for yourself. Mentors often do not have the time or training to delve into identifying and removing the blocks that keep you from your goals in the same way that trained coaches do. Coaches and mentors both serve valuable roles, but they're really not the same thing. So one of the other things that people sometimes think about when they're considering coaching is that coaching, you have to invest in it, both time and money. But people sometimes will say, well, you know, I think I can reach my goals on my own. And if you can identify your goals, develop your plan to achieve them, identify and remove the blocks that stand in the way of your success, and hold yourself accountable for the deliverables along the way, and then by all means, you don't need a coach. My guess is that you wouldn't be even listening to this episode if you didn't have some doubts about your ability to do all of those things, to get clarity on the goal, to put that roadmap into place, to hold yourself accountable along the way. I've had clients who have flirted with the idea of coaching for years, but decided to try to reach their goals on their own because they didn't want to invest the money, but only to come back later and to hire me. And it's not that you can't achieve your goals without a coach. Absolutely, you can. People do it every single day. But if you're trying to achieve something brand new or high stakes or something that you fail to do after many attempts, it may be wise to get professional help. Blocks are often hard for you to see yourself. I always say you can't read the label from inside the bottle. It's very often helpful to have somebody who can hold that mirror up to you so that you can see yourself more clearly and to understand how you need to show up differently and to do it in a supportive, confidential way with somebody who's led others down similar paths. So the next objective I'm going to bring up is one that, you know, unfortunately, I might agree with a little bit. And it's because coaching as a profession has proliferated so much. Every time you turn around, there's like somebody's a health coach or they're a life coach or whatever. Some people are fearful that coaching is a scam. And many people in the marketplace call themselves coaches. It's not like being a psychologist or a social worker where it's governed and you have to get a license. I happen to have gone through a training program and have gotten a certification through the International Coach Federation, but you don't have to do that in order to call yourself a coach. It is a little bit of the Wild West, and you do have to go into any kind of coaching relationship with your eyes wide open. So many people who are calling themselves coaches have not had any kind of training and do not abide by any kind of code of ethics. There is the International Coach Federation. As I mentioned, I'm a certified professional coach who is trained under the guidelines of the ICF. And if you're looking for an executive or career coach, I would recommend that you look for somebody who is 
accredited through the International Coach Federation and has agreed to abide by their code of ethics. The coaching program that I completed through the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, which is a coach training program, required the completion of more than 300 hours of training and the passage of a certification exam that demonstrates an understanding of proven coaching techniques to support clients as they work towards their goals. Many coaches in the marketplace are not certified professional coaches, but are experienced and effective. I'm not saying that you can't be effective without that training. However, it can be difficult to tell the difference between those who are legitimate and experienced and effective and those who have simply adopted the title of coach without any training experiences or certification. When shopping for a coach, find out what type of experience they have in assisting clients with challenges similar to what you're facing and ask for references. So one other myth basically that people think that the coach needs to be an expert on your situation in order to advise. And there's actually two issues with that. First of all, coaching is coaching, right? Like in football or baseball or basketball, a lot of times the coaches never played at the professional level, but they can still coach. They understand the game. They understand what the objectives are and they can guide and teach and hold up the mirror so the players can understand what they need to do differently in order to reach the goal. And secondly, coaching is not about advising. It's absolutely true that no one will understand your situation as well as you do. Coaches are experts in coaching. You're the expert on you. And I believe that you possess the ability to resolve any issue that arises in your life or career. My job as a coach is not to advise you. My job is to support you as you explore, identify, and ultimately remove the blocks that hold you back from what you really want. Me or any other coach can be there to help you brainstorm, to give you space as you consider options and develop plans, and to hold you accountable as you put your plans into action. A coaching relationship is all about you. Think of your coach as your experienced wingman that can make sure that you keep moving in the direction of your goals. So one other thing that people sometimes say about coaching is that it's going to take too long. And this objection reminds me of the Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Coaching is about lasting change. If you want quick change, you might be able to find an expert that can tell you exactly what you need to do right now to make the changes that you want. But ultimately, those changes will be what somebody else thinks you need to do. You may find that like once that guru has left, you revert to your old patterns because the underlying reasons for those patterns have not been addressed. It's like when somebody goes on a starvation diet to lose weight. They lose the pounds, but after the diet is over, all the weight comes back because the underlying poor eating habits were not addressed. So you might say, hey, I've been successful to this point without a coach. Why mess with a good thing? And kudos to you for the success that you've had. If you're happy with where you are and the pace of your advancement, and then you do not need a coach. 
but it's likely that what will take you to the next level is different than what it took to get to where you are right now. It's sort of like, we can't see around corners. We're on a path and we think we know what lies ahead, but it's gonna be different than what we've already experienced. If you'd like to move forward and you're not sure which direction to go, a coach can be helpful. You might have some blind spots in your awareness. And as you move ahead, you might keep running into the same invisible obstacles and be unable to see what's getting in your way. Coaches have seen a lot of common behavior patterns and have techniques to uncover those blind spots and bring them into your awareness so that you see the blocks and you can avoid them or break through them in order to get to the other side. So one other thing that a lot of people raise as an objection to hiring a coach is that it's too expensive. And coaching isn't free, at least good coaching isn't free, but it can be a very valuable investment. You can keep plugging along with what you've been doing and get the same results, or you can invest in yourself and get serious about working towards your goals. Perhaps you'd like to be promoted, but you can't figure out why it's not happening. A coach can help you identify what might be keeping you from getting to your goal, whether it's gaps in experience or skills or mindset blocks that stand in the way, and help you develop a plan to address the gaps or blocks. To provide a simple dollar and cents example of the payback on coaching, Let's just say that you invested $3,000 to work with a coach and you were able to get a promotion and a $10,000 raise. You'd net $7,000 in the first year. Over the course of five years, your $3,000 investment could mean an additional $50,000 in income with a return on investment of more than 15 times that initial investment. And that doesn't include other perks that might come along with a promotion such as larger bonuses, raises based on a higher salary, and greater job satisfaction, plus much more. I've had clients get the full return on their coaching investment in a matter of months. But honestly, I think the biggest returns have been in getting past blocks that had caused problems throughout their lives. These types of transformations are truly priceless. Sometimes people are afraid to invest in coaching because they fear it won't work. The biggest factor in the impact of coaching is not the coach. It's the client's commitment to taking action towards their goal. When people commit to taking action and are held accountable, they tend to get positive results. One other thing that sometimes people will raise is that, hey, truly talented people don't need coaching. It's really interesting how often coaching clients wonder if they're the only ones who struggle with the things that they do. Sometimes people will say, do other people have these issues? Do other people ask you these questions? And when I get those questions, I always assure them that many successful people share the same worries or challenges that they do. It can be so tempting to look at a sophisticated business leader or charismatic professor who commands the attention of an auditorium full of people and believe that they were born that way. Most of the time, that isn't true. The things that most people worry about are the same. The big differentiator is that the people who become successful choose to do something about it. 
What separates the very successful from everyone else is that they decide to take action in order to achieve their goals. They weren't just born that way. I've been in the room with the CEO as he was working with this presentation coach. You know, when you see somebody speaking, they didn't just come out of the womb that way. They recognized that they had some areas that they needed to work on and they took the responsibility and the action to do that in order to show up the way that they wanted to show up. Everyone is human. Even CEOs get coaching because it's impossible for everyone to be great at everything. As I've mentioned, what got you here is not going to get you to the next level. As you continue to learn and grow, you'll hit the limit on what's possible with your current knowledge, skills, and perspectives. If you want to go beyond, you're going to have to learn new things, and that's where coaches can help. And then finally, the last thing I'm going to bring up is, we've all said this, if that other person would only change, all my problems would go away. But for coaching to work, you have to accept the truth that the only person that you can change is yourself. Now, sometimes a happy byproduct of coaching is that people around you do change in response to changes that you've made because you've altered the dynamic of the interactions. When that happens, it can be amazing, but it's not something that you can count on. Changing others is not a primary reason to pursue coaching. Coaching is about taking responsibility for your own life and stepping outside of your comfort zone to envision the life that you want for yourself and then making the changes necessary for it to happen. It's not easy, but boy, is it satisfying when you can overcome those obstacles that have stood in your way. Deciding to hire a coach and to commit to change is a personal decision and it's an individual journey, but like I said, it can be super satisfying. So if you do decide to work with a coach, let me just say, first of all, it's not for everyone. There are five circumstances that have to be present for you to gain value from coaching. First of all, you have to believe that change is possible. Secondly, you need to acknowledge that you're responsible for your own actions and situations. You can't pin the blame on other people for your own situation. You might be in a bad situation, it might be toxic, people might be unfair, but you have to take responsibility for it anyway. Third, you must commit to do the work needed to reach your goal. Writing a check to your coach is just the first step. <laughs> you've got to take action. Sometimes it's hard, but you've got to keep moving forward. And you know, a good coach is gonna be there to pat you on the back, to pick you up when you feel down, to keep you going towards the goal. Fourth, you have to be willing to accept feedback. I talked about holding the mirror up. Sometimes we're gonna see things in the mirror that we don't like, but once you see them, you can change them. Fifth, you need to recognize that the coach is your partner during the journey, but they can't do the work for you. They can't pick you up and carry you over the finish line. They can just be there cheering you on, helping you figure out what to do next, but you're the one that has to do the work. But with an understanding of these ground rules, working with a coach can truly be a life-changing experience.
So as I close out this episode, I just want to use a little bit of an example. So a few years ago, my daughter got her driver's license. And when she was taking driving lessons, the car that she was learning on had a brake so that the instructor could stop the car. It was one of those driving schools. So when she was a novice driver and unsure in certain situations, it totally made sense that the car would be equipped with this feature. So a coach serves a similar role to that of my daughter's driving teacher. The teacher is there to support the achievement of the client's goals. They understand the common fears and tendencies of people who want to learn a new way of operating. They help their clients develop the judgment to select and internalize the rules in a style that works best for them. So obviously the driving teacher hasn't been there since my daughter got her driver's license, but they were there to help her understand what she needed to do to go on and learn to drive on her own. And that's the same thing that coaches try to help with. They allow the client to practice in a safe environment so that eventually they can continue on without that guidance. And hopefully with more confidence and success than they would have achieved without that support. Ultimately, coaching is about helping people achieve their fullest potential. As both a coach and a client of coaches, because I've hired coaches, I believe in coaching, I can speak to the transformations that are possible with the support of an experienced guide. With the help of a coach, I've been able to more easily achieve the goals I envisioned, yet found I couldn't reach on my own. I've also seen people push past deep-rooted obstacles to enjoy success and satisfaction that had previously eluded them. Those kind of breakthroughs are gratifying and not at all uncommon. So if you find yourself at a crossroads or at a place where you've been striving towards a particular goal without the satisfaction of reaching it, I would encourage you to explore working with a coach, whether it's with me. If you'd like to have a conversation with me about coaching, you can go to my website, terrybmcdougall.com and set up a free, no obligation session for us to talk about what your goals are and what coaching might look like. Or there's lots of other coaches out there. And like I mentioned, I have a certification from the International Coach Federation. I understand what their code of ethics are. I would recommend an ICF certified coach, but there are other great coaches out there. Just make sure that They've got experience with the types of challenges that you're facing, and it doesn't hurt to ask for references or testimonials. So I hope that this has been helpful, and I hope that you have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Winning the Game of Work. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. If you'd like to get in touch, go to the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. And now get out there and start winning the game of work. I'm cheering you on.